I'm going to be quick. I'm going to be quick. <clears throat> Today, I'm just going to chat about be careful who you let talk, who you let affect your children's mindset, right? <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to start with this. My parents only knew one way, right? They only knew one way. So they only could teach one way. <clears throat> My mom didn't know about real estate. Um, we, we didn't have enough money to invest. I'm from the projects. So my mom knew hard work. And her dad, I mean, and my, my father knew education. That's it. And um, there's nothing wrong with a hardworking, educated person. There's nothing wrong with that. But there are other routes. There are simpler routes. There are routes that lead to more financial success. There are routes that lead to you being more well off, um, more passive income, early retirement. Some people like to set that bar at seven figures. Um, in 2021, I think you should set the bar at eight or nine figures. A rich person is rich at 25 mil, not at a million dollars anymore. But my point is my parents only knew one, one way and broke people or poor people. My mom wasn't really ever broke, but she was poor. And if you don't understand the difference between broke and poor, you need to read rich dad, poor dad. I'll give you a brief definition of how entrepreneurs look at broke and poor. Broke is very temporary. I don't have any money today. But I'll always have money at some point. Poor is I never have enough money. Right? Being broke is we're not ashamed of being broke. Poor people are ashamed of being poor. Being broke is a situation. Poor is a class of human being, a class. You're in a certain class, you know, and we grew up poor. We grew up poor. So the only thing we understood as a poor family on how to get out of the um, out of that poor class or that lower class is to work hard and get more education. Work hard, get more education. Work hard, get more education. And I tried both. Um, Mind you, there's a lot of social elements that are in play here when it comes to working hard. You know, um, there's a science involved in hard work. There's a science involved in a hard work system. You know, a labor type job or a trade. Um, And there's also a ceiling. It's not a glass ceiling. And then there's a education, the education element. Now, both of these systems, they got their stuff with them. They have their stuff with them. Some of us has have experienced it. I've worked, I worked the job for 22 years, climbed the ladder, hit the ceiling, 
got kicked off the ladder, climbed back up the ladder. And this time when I was getting kicked off the ladder, I was done with the ladder. How many times can you get kicked off the ladder? How many times are you going to keep begging somebody else for a chance? How many times are you going to let a person look at you, no matter how excellent you do your work? And I know some people say, well, then that's subjective. I'll say this. I worked my hardest. I gave my best on every task. I applied my best. And um, others have told me, other managers have told me that I do a great job. The president of the hospital I worked at told me I do a great job. Um, Partner hospitals have told me. I feel like I did a great job. I didn't cut any corners. I bled for this. I left it all in the field. And my personal story was this. For some odd reason, and I'm not going to kick into politics or race or anything like that, but for some reason, I just wasn't good enough. I wasn't good enough. You know, they say, we're going to raise the bar. Well, they raise the bar while you're doing the pull-up on it. You know? Every time you swim into the finish line, they stretch it. Listen, this is a job. This is not the Navy SEALs. This is not Hell Week. This doesn't build morale. You're not trying to see how much character and resilience I have. You're literally trying to get me to do your work. I'm not silly, so I'm getting on tangent here. Off, off, ten, off you know, on a different trajectory, so I'm going to get back on track. <clears throat> got to watch what you let people say to your kids. So all three of my children have started their own businesses, right, at a young age. I think my son started at 18. <clears throat> he also had jobs. Might have got fired from one. He says they just stopped calling him. Um, the other one just it was seasonal. It just never, jobs never worked out for him. So he started his own business. He started to learn how to invest also. Started to learn how to trade high frequency. Um, my my uh, 17-year-old daughter is also an avid trader, um, makeup artist. She also can do hair. She sells sneakers and clothing on the internet. And my 12-year-old daughter, she's a social media person, you know, building her channel, um, play Roblox online, and she buys and sells rare doll babies. So they have their own businesses, and these kids have made money with their businesses, and they're excited about their businesses, but my point of watch what you let people say to your kids is, We get around family members and family members will try to convince your child who already has success at what they believe success to be. And it's paying off. They're making money. If a 12 year old can put money in their pocket, he or she is a hustler. If a 17, you you feel me? Our, Our friends and family will tell your child, I wouldn't do that. You need to focus on this. I'm going to tell your child, don't focus on your business. 
Focus on science class. Mind you, I don't know how good your child's doing in school. I don't know if your child's missing something. I don't know if your child's failing everything. I don't know if your child's on honor roll. But because I don't understand business or entrepreneurship, because I'm not an entrepreneur, I'm going to sit here and have the audacity to tell your child not to be one. Or because I failed in business, or I'm scared to try, or I'm scared of failure, or whatever my internal reasons are, I'm going to project my reasons onto a child. Be careful. People out here will do this. They'll do this. Listen, my daughter came home from school and told me her language arts teacher asked everybody in class, do you know how much the Home Depot stock costs? Mind you, he don't know who he's talking to because my daughter makes money in the stock market at least weekly. At least weekly. And when everybody set a price, my daughter set a price and he said, isn't that expensive? To make a long story short, he was telling the kids, since this is so expensive, you little kids shouldn't invest in the stock market. This is for rich people. Why would you tell a group of 17 and 16 year olds not to invest their money? Why would you do that? That's that's not your business. Your business is to teach language arts. And you're you're projecting your fears of the stock market onto other people's children. You don't know if any of those kids, parents, trade the stock market or have long-term investments and don't need a job. That's crazy. You got to watch what people say to your kids. I had a family member tell my daughter, you ain't no business person. You a child. Y'all ever heard of Truth Jones? You ever heard of the clothing line Spurgo? Those are children. Those are children. I look up to those kids when it comes to the game. They got more game than I got. And I'm 40 years old, damn near. So how somebody going to sit here and tell my daughter she's a child when my daughter probably make more money in her industry than the adult that tried to criticize her business? The family member. We got to be mindful of what people say to our kids. Everybody can't check your kids. Everybody can't scold your kids. I'm going to be honest with you. It takes a village to raise a child, but it only takes one abusive person to ruin your child. Remember that it takes a village to raise a child, but one abusive person can ruin your child. Kids are fragile. And some of y'all comments are going to reflect the idea that you got to be tough to have business. You got to be tough. You got to be strong. You got to have a backbone. Listen, you got to have a backbone. Don't tell my 12-year-old daughter that she got to be Apollo Creed in order to make money. She's making money right now. It's not millions. But if it's $20, it's money. Stop trying to tell my kids 
Stop trying to tell my kids that the war ahead is going to be the war to end all wars. Don't try to scare my kids out of the fast lane. Let them get what they're going to get and you get what you're going to get. If you were scared, that's okay, man. I'm not judging you. I don't judge people with jobs. I don't mind that. Or on disability or social security or whatever the hell you're on. That's cool. Amen. But don't tell my kids that they can't fight. Like, don't stop trying to trick my kids into thinking it's going to be Freddy Krueger on the other end of this business call. <laughs> Jason Voorhees on this prospecting list. Y'all crazy. Y'all don't know what y'all talking about. Mind what you mind your business, and let other people's children mind theirs. We're talking about business. We're not talking about people out there cussing adults and throwing. Shots at people and selling drugs on corners. I'm not talking about bad children. I'm talking about entrepreneurial kids here. Why y'all think children, entrepreneurial kids are bad because they got enough backbone and gall to look you in your eyes when they talk? Why do you think entrepreneurial kids are bad because they're quick with it and they respond fast and they want to know they ask a lot of questions because they're inquisitive. These people are going to run the world. These people are going to run the world when they get grown. They need to learn the game. You should be their test subject. You should be their best customer, their children. If that's your family or friends or friends of family, you should make that kid be like, yo, I love uncle so-and-so or cousin so-and-so. Not they come back from cousin so-and-so with tears in their eyes and they're ready to fight you. We need to do better. We need to do better. Watch watch what you let people say around your kids. Be careful. Be careful. The pandemic taught me something. Relationships with family members can be just as toxic as relationships with bad bosses. I'm going to say that one more time because that's a bar. Relationship with family members can be just as toxic as relationships with bad bosses. Here's the, here's the deep element. My boss didn't want me to surpass a certain level in that business. I'm going to go one level deeper. My old boss didn't want me to surpass a certain level in the world. Mm. Not just at the business. In the world. My old boss will give you a fake smile, a fake handshake, and a fake friendly gesture. But when you pass that person financially, when you pass that person financially, you become the enemy of the state. Very simple. Very simple. Y'all met people like this. You okay as long as you live in that hut. As soon as you move in a house next door to me, we got problems. God forbid you drive a better car than me, we got bigger problems. Remember, in a business structure, if you're an employee, the person above you holds your destiny in their hands. If you're in a union, it's not that sweet. You got ways to fight, fight, fight. I'm not talking about being terminated, that's not the only thing I'm talking about. I'm also talking about acceleration, how to climb that ladder 
I'm not talking about living in a $200,000 house because what if at some point you want to buy a $400 or a $500 or a $1 million house? There are people at your job, just like there was people at my old job that had million-dollar houses. There was a guy who bought his son a $2 million house. And my point being is that you want that for you and yours also. You can be very humble. That's okay. It may not be your thing. Big house, big cars, big money is not my thing. I feel you, and I'm not going to argue with you. But I guarantee you, somebody in that circle that's doing the job you're doing that wants to move up to that level. And when you have a person in the ranks above you that can stop you at all costs, even if you're good enough, they'll stop you just to stop you. They just don't want you there. I don't want you in my community. True story. I asked the guy, man, how do you like the schools where you at? His response to me was, I live in the county. My response back was, so do I. That was deep, wasn't it? He automatically looked at me. He was an Italian brother. He automatically assumed that I'm still living deep in the hood. Why? I mean, listen, if we judging books by the cover, I'm on a rob report if you're looking at my magazine. That didn't hurt my feelings none because I was taught that people like that, that's called prejudice. Prejudge. Prejudge. He lived in this county, I lived in KOP. Boom. I'm asking him how he liked the schools where he's from. He never asked me how I like the schools where I'm from. These are the people that were the bosses. Listen. Watch what you let people say to your kids. I talk a lot about my job because I only lived my job. Some people had great experiences. Some of y'all are the horrible bosses. Literally, some of y'all are the ones with your foot on with your foot on another person's neck, giving out bad advice. Some of you guys are the ones that every time somebody come with a great idea, you shoot it down. Some of you are the family members who tell your cousins or friends that they ain't gonna never work. That ain't going to never work. Why don't you finish the sentence? That ain't going to never work for you. Not for your cousin. The proper response to your cousin is, you know, I don't think I would be able to do something like that, but I'm glad you're doing it. That's the proper response to your cousin. The proper response to a child would be, you can be whatever you want to be. I don't care if that kid is 19. It's still a kid. Some of y'all, y'all so worried about yourselves that you don't even give out compliments to the young people no more. Don't sell my kids on a fucking job if they don't want it. Don't try to push my kids to, well, at least you got an education. What does education mean? What does that mean? A friend of mine, I'm not going to say no names, but he one of the brightest human beings I know smart as a whip if I read all of the books he read if I studied him the way he studied him I'd be just as smart as he is and he would tell you that I'm, I'm going to spend a hundred grand so I can read a collection of books 
and then get somebody else's stamp of approval. And I'm not dogging that. I'm not. Listen. But stop trying to hold a value level to me just because I read 16 books and somebody stamped my certificate. And stop trying to tell my kids that that's the only way you become valuable. It's not, y'all. It's not. It's not even the only education out there. It's not, y'all. It's not. It's not. I know truck drivers that own their own truck that make $18,000 a week. That's not me. As soon as black people start talking numbers, other black people start getting offended. Why are you bragging? Shut up. I'm not bragging. That's not, I never said I make $18,000 a week. I never said I can't. But I never said I do. I just let you wonder and guess. I know truck drivers that own their own trucks that make $18,000 a week. You upset by that number. Why? There's, there's people who make millions. There's people who make millions in every single neighborhood. If you don't make millions, why don't you just figure out how you can? And here's a tip. You may not be able to get to that million-dollar income working for another person. So my daughter's goal, either one of my daughters, is to make a million dollars before they're 30. Stop trying to tell them they got to get that by becoming some something for some other person. Maybe working for Elon, but I even doubt that. Maybe working for Google, but I even doubt that. And I'm talking about the biggest companies in the world. Their job is not to make you wealthy. Let them figure out how they're going to get it. And if they're not robbing, cheating, stealing, hexing, or whatever you're scared of, then God bless them. Let them do what they do. Why do y'all always got to jump in and belittle? Uh, You've been trained to do this, whoever I'm talking to. I'm sorry, that was too direct. We've been trained to do this. We've been trained to take our doubts and fears And project them onto everybody else's goals and dreams. We've been trained to compete with people who have nothing to compete for and to compete with. They're not even in a competition with us. If if I don't look good... I don't feel good. How about just feel good? We've been trained that what you wear makes you. The clothes make the man. Okay. Some people say the man make the clothes. That's called confidence. We've been trained that what you drive matters. In some instances it does. In some businesses your car is is your business card. But in some situations, it's not. I mean, if you're a real estate agent, you pull up in an S500 or an S63, it looks good. It does. A Tesla looks good. If you, It does. But if you're a young person building a business, why would I stress you and sweat you if you don't drive an expensive car? Cars, clothes, jewelry. Jewelry is a good investment. 
It is. Rolexes just keep them plain. But there's nothing wrong with diamonds because if the diamonds are good, very, very slightly, VSS, or VVS, I meant, because you're not going to get a perfect diamond. But if you do, I'm not hating. That thing is going to hold its value. I can't tell you what not to spend your money on. Here's a tip, gang. Cash doesn't hold more value than diamonds. Not fiat currencies. A $100 bill 10 years from now won't be worth what a, a perfect diamond is worth 10 years from now. One of them going to go up in value. One goes down. Ooh, ooh. So you tell my daughter not to invest, language arts teacher. If she has $100 in her Bitcoin account and she decides to buy $100 of Bitcoin 10 years from now, what if that's up and inflation causes the $100 bill to go down? So you... Versus her, and she's buying Bitcoin, and you're just savings account. She's beating you, and you're telling her not to. Why? Is this personal? Watch what you let people say to your kids. So I'm approaching the wrap up on this. This was a lot. This was toned down compared to how I usually like to yell and rant and rave because I'm a little bit type A. And, um, I'm relaxing. I realized the more I say you, the more people think I'm talking to them directly. And people don't like to be talked at. I get it. So I'm saying us or we to include everybody in this conversation because when it's a roundtable conversation, we're all inclusive here. We all have something to learn. We all have something to give. And we all have something to gain. But but I'm not going to bring negativity to your life. And if I have or if I do, that's not my intentions. But remember, if you bring negativity to mine, I'm going to kick you out the circle so hard. You ain't you going to come back with your cousins. Protect your kids. I'm going to protect yours as long as you look out for mine. And I think that's the end of this episode.